Imagine a rundown football pitch with large stones and rubble spilt everywhere. Goalposts on the verge of breaking. Overall unsafe for playing. Have you ever noticed your PT slash PE periods or sports hours being forsaken by the maths and science teachers in name of completing portions? Do your parents and school teachers demarcate sports as a mere recreational activity, one that is futile? Ever felt excluded? Or your potential went unfulfilled at a grassroots stage or wasn't able to receive the right training and guidance to harness your talent this doesn't require much imagination as this is a stark reality in many schools yes these are real obstacles that students face and all of them stem from the lack of importance provided towards sports in the school curriculum hey one and all thanks for tuning into this podcast over here we have rishi vikram and meet from kc high school shedding light on an issue we takes effect on a global national and local level one that is very close to our hearts you will be informing you and raising awareness about the lack of importance towards sports in indian school systems compared to the rest of the world there are three cultural perspectives we will be delving into the mentality of parents and teachers socio economic status and gender and inclusivity when we talk about cultural perspectives we are referring to the way individuals are shaped by their environment and the social and cultural factors that affect the perspective of an issue the first cultural perspective we're going to talk about with regards to this issue is the mentality and social conditioning of teachers according to the local newspaper dt next they highlighted the narrative of s praveen a class 11 student in madras essentially the article sheds light into school how school life has been bereft of any form of structured sports the article talks how praveen is not given access to regular sports education and how classes allotted for physical education are used for extra academics instead s praveen according to dt next could not remember the last time he attended or participated in any physical education class The fact that the student could not even remember his last PE class shows us how marred the issue is from a local perspective. However, this is the stark reality of it. According to a survey carried out by the Times of India, one in two school children in Chennai have an unhealthy BMI, adequate upper body strength, one in three have poor anaerobic capacity, while two in three have abysmal lower body strength and aerobic capacity. These numbers tell us tell us a story. schools going school going children aren't exercising their bodies enough in any form of structured workouts or sports however the students aren't to be blamed here as the majority of them aren't provided with necessity necessary facilities guidance and supports to pursue a sport in chennai it is common place to see government schools grounds being poorly maintained made by litter rubber glass shards and run down goal posts would you what you're seeing is the mere effect of the lack of importance sports is given this brings us to our first cultural perspective the mentality of parents and curriculum curators teachers play an extremely salient and influential role in a student's life however in the rigid society where high percentages are a measure of intellectual capability one can least blame them the one who is really to blame for the situation is the rigid structure of the education system in the country the importance of sports is for the sake of formality and that importance ends at pe classes 
it all boils down to respect. Sports is viewed as a futile pastime and a recreational activity for pupils. The current education system focuses on edu- on student mental development while largely ignoring the physical growth. This is due to two factors: concern about academics, various and various costs involved for schools. Schools refrain from warning their students to choose a more tangible profession that guarantees job security and a sustained growth over a period of time. Sports is seen as an interference as far as the child's academics are concerned. They are considered to be time-consuming and energy-consuming, something that parents would rather have their child devote to academics. As soon as children near 10th or 12th grade, they are pulled out of sports because it is seen as a diversion more than anything else. To grasp a better understanding about this, we wanted to understand the situation from the, from the lens of a local football player who also studied under the state board syllabus in, in Madras. Translated from Tamil, Bharat gave us the statement. I had a lot of difficulty balancing my sports with my academics due to a lack of support from the school board ideologies all around. It hindered my development as a football player and ultimately prevented me from playing at a higher level. A select few, including my parents and I, decided to request for additional sports hours, but the school management felt that using such hours for special classes instead would be of greater value. In contrast, in an interview with Maya Thagarajan Ma'am, a teacher and educator for more than 20 years across the USA, Singapore and India stated that the emphasis on time given to sports compared to academics is much more minimal in India compared to other parts of the developed world in general. From my experience, I have noticed that Indian students have often been mentally more wired towards academics and stressed more whereas students in other places where I have thought such as UWC Singapore and the Marymount School in the USA do recognize the importance of striking a balance and not disturbing the even keel in nations such as USA there are given sports season years round and students have the opportunity to continually play at high levels for example one half of the year in an american school might be american football and soccer season while the other half will be baseball and basketball season there are opportunities for sports to be played competitively year round and it's no secret why the USA is one of the most successful countries at every olympics while exploring a vast variety of paradigms we noticed a striking contrast between singapore's time allocation for sports and india's the singapore ministry of health requires schools to provide at least 70 minutes of physical activity weekly comparatively india has a weekly minimum of bare 45 minutes which are rarely complied with besides this in many european countries we can see stark differences of how the, their cultures view sports with an elite kind of mentality for example in france physical education in all french public schools is compulsory from the first year of primary school to the last year before graduation according to the british nutrition foundation an important part of this phys- physical education in france is directed at learning about staying healthy and fit to fight obesity and help schools grow up to be safe citizens according to the organization for economic cooperation and development obesity rates in france are considerably low with around 1 in 10 people being obese and this shows how having cultural perspective where there is a better mentality towards sports and school curriculums benefit the society with the culture with this culture there are often costs involved with playing sports the schools are not willing to pay for to pay for or aren't feasible within the budget as academics takes precedence 
For example, equipment, transport costs to matches, coaching, and various other miscellaneous costs. More importantly, infrastructure is a major cost as not only does it have to be up to date, it has to be maintained. In a conservative nation like India, this infrastructure is negligible as the capital can be employed for more productive use according to the school's notions. For instance, spending the same money on textbooks or, or new educational resources is encouraged whereas for a football field renovation, it is frowned upon. Schools would be more appreciative of all their students scoring a great, scoring good marks in a competitive exam than a select few acing in sports. Often in Indian schools, Chennai included, socioeconomic status plays a pivotal role in the lack of infrastructure and sports facilities schools have to offer. For example, we interviewed Bharat, a graduate student of AM school in Chennai, and he said that due to his school's budget and lack of ability to spend a lot on sports facility, many talented youngsters were unable to play sports and own their talent. Since international schools are headed by international organizations, they have a global outlook on sports and the backing and the benefits it reaps. However, Indian boards and services are curated from an Indian standpoint. The Indian mentality of how sports is a distraction hinders schools from adopting more sports are, delegating capital towards sports infrastructure, and etc. The tendency in India seems to be that international schools are more lenient with their budgets towards sports and afford best, better facilities, while schools with Indian curriculums are less lenient. This leads to a disparity between international schools and inter Indian curriculum schools, as they are at an unfair advantage, and this is supported by empirical evidence. In addition, due to the disparity of wealth in India, certain people do not have access to different sports facilities. For example, polo is a sport which requires heavy investment in horses, equipment and other such facilities. After interviewing a national-level polo player, Samir Mecca, it came to light that when he studied in a public school, the school was not supportive of him leaving for matches and tournaments in favour of academics. It was only after he moved to an international school with ideologies where the emphasis on sports was greater that he was able to freely leave for matches more often. This is a disadvantage to students in the city, as Indian curriculum schools have the vast majority of the country's students. However, due to the differences in emphasis on sports budgets, they received downgraded facilities and training. Additionally, Muskan Chaudhary from Chinmaya said, It was not a privy to sports such as tennis. Moreover, I was required to have external coaching for my passion, which is tennis. The lack of resources in my schools made it very difficult for me to receive the infrastructure needed for the sport. However, once I shifted to Wales International School, I was able to train and go for tournaments, more often due to the infrastructure they had, representing my school in tennis. Furthermore, the coaches and management ensured that I was able to concentrate on my studies as well, as make me aware of any potential opportunities to make my tennis to the next level. As a result of the disparity in sports budgets, Tamil Nadu Teachers Association President P.K. Ilaimaran stated, There are around 8,000 physical education teachers at disposal for 50,000 government-aided schools. From this, we can deduce the students aren't being provided with training that's catered to their needs and for them to grow as a player. Additionally, this typifies the lack of sports education and emphasis in the past which is only going to spiral for future generations in Tamil Nadu unless a stand is taken now. To fully understand the scope of the issue of a lack of school sports in India, we need to look at the cultural perspectives with regard to socio-economic status of other countries to show how far behind India truly is. For example, in Malaysia, regardless of the wealth of the students of schools or the budget of schools in the country, schools are authorised by the Malaysian government to collect 
special extra fees. Of these special extra fees, between 30-50% to 50% of the money is made to go into creating sports facilities and programs in secondary schools. This was a policy administered by the Malaysian Ministry of Education in 1994. Malaysia is classified as an emerging economy just like India, according to World Bank and BBC respectively. This shows us that the opportunities for students to play sports and have access to facilities in schools is largely dependent on how a country's government and education ministry choose to manage and prioritize them, and the amount of finance they are willing to provide for sports in schools. We also delved into lesser developed nations to grasp an understanding of the scheme of things. Findings confirmed that in Liberia, a developing poverty-stricken African nation, the government is taking new measures along with NGOs to help its students have access to sports coaches and facilities despite its poor socioeconomic status. Benin's Ministry of Education undertook the development of an early childhood education revolving around holistic development for children from the age groups of 2.5 to 5 years. To, the, to exercise these reforms, the ministry collaborated with the right to play. The curriculum was mod, molded to integrate components of the right to play early child play resource. Teachers were made adept in play-based learning. More importantly, national implementation took place. A partnership between right to play and the Liberian government has ensured that more Liberian students attend school due to sports programs initiated by right to play as students have more attendance. Right to play is a global organization which through sports programs aims to change students' lives in poorer countries. Right to play helps 1 million children weekly in more than 20 countries to build essential life skills and better futures while driving lasting social change through sport and play. Right to Play's programs are facilitated by more than 600 international staff and 13,500 volunteer coaches and operations such as these of Right to Play are instrumental in changing the cultural perspectives of schools in these countries. This is because the benefits of higher attendance because of sports are clear to see. The, aforema the aforementioned details have been paraphrased from UNICEF's portal. Finally, a salient hurdle for India as a country and Chennai as a city being unable to move forward, onwards and upwards, with developing sports programs in cities is the lack of inclusivity towards children with disabilities when it comes to sports. 2.68 crores of Indians are disabled, according to WeCapable.com, an organization promoting empowerment among communities, including the disadvantaged, disadvantaged community. In schools where teachers are unaware of how to help especially able students, such students are unable to have any help or equipment to play sports. According to Madhavi Lata, the president of the Wheelchair Basketball Association in India, inaccessible stadiums, infrastructure and non-availability of sporting equipment are some of the other challenges which are faced by a specially able student community in India. A country that's made strides in including specially able students and providing them with opportunities to play sports is Australia. The Australian government has a well-funded national body for, called the Disability Sports Australia or DSA programme. The DSA program works with kids in Australia who have disabilities and are specially able to play sports despite their handicaps at a young age. And because of the overall mindset of the country and the better allocation of funds, students have more opportunities to be included in sports. A testimony to this is the story of Kurt Fernley, an Australian wheelchair racer. According to Fernley, in an interview with the New South Wales government, he felt that the support of his school teacher, Mrs Dixon, 
along with the motivation from the principal of his school, allowed him to become more comfortable with using the school's sports facilities to have equal opportunities to learn a sport, which was wheelchair racing in his case. To quote Mr. Fernley from his interview, the principal of that school, him and another teacher, they would cement the paths around Karkor Public School and the Christmas holidays to ensure I could be a proud member of my community. This shows it is about how willing schools are to include a child who is specially abled uh, into a sports curriculum and what it includes, and teachers in, and how willing teachers in schools are, which are completely different cultural perspectives between Australia and India. In addition, Australia also inculcates the idea of classification into their sports education policies. Classification is an assessment process which groups sportsmen and women to a variety of categories based upon their limitations in a particular sport. The classification system exists to provide a fair and equitable competition for students with disabilities. This sporting classification is managed by the International Paralympic Community, which delegates the responsibility to a national association, hence is decentralized. Some of the categories in Australia include hard of hearing, vision impairment, physical impairment, intellectual impairment, and transplant recipients. Now, we have laid the basis on the problem at hand and the stakeholders involved. It's time to discuss why the shift to allocating more importance towards sports can prove to be advantages holistically. Making sports an in- indispensable cog in the machinery of school has a symbiotic relation with academics and productivity. School teachers essential essential values to students which can which can't be learned in classroom. To to list few discipline social skills punctuality leadership teamwork and collaboration perseverance decision making and patience secondly sports can be a fruitful distraction as it gives clarity to one's mind as it releases endorphins in essence this enables students to release the surmounting pressure of schools and, and exams sports can be a vital can be vital for fitness of of youngsters and children commonly played sports in indian schools such as football basketball and cricket can help the students with hand eye coordination strength conditioning stamina and cardio exercises in addition india has 14.4 million cases of childhood obesity according to to narayana health a national health website sports would be a vital part in reducing this due to the amount of calories and fat burn because of it Fourthly, be more social. Being a part of a sports team helps them to interact well with people of all ages. Making friends and respecting diversities with a more open mindset becomes easier. And five, according to Bharat, the previously mentioned avid football player for a local team in Madras, he went from scoring 70% in his exams to seamlessly scoring 90% once he adopted competitive football. He believes that this stemmed from the fact that the game was a healthy distraction and once he finished practice he was able to focus better on revision and have a resolute sleep schedule. This evidence that sports has a symbiotic relationship with academics uh is good is proven by further examples in other countries. In other countries it's been seen much more widely for student athletes to juggle their time between academics and sports and end up doing well in life. For example, Maria Sa Sapsinos, an English table tennis Olympian, once stated, "Trying to juggle both my academic and sports careers has been one of the main challenges I've had to overcome." 
However, I was never afraid to ask for help from those around me, and I used all the support available to me from my university to overcome the challenges. This is a clear example that if someone manages their time and resources well enough, they can go on to be successful in academics and sports. Schools curriculum curators are being myopic by cutting down sports hours when sports and academics are inextricably linked. In fact, wouldn't the presence of sports hours during the higher grades be a stress great stress buster at the time at the same time motivate students to revise better for their exams? So, after analyzing the different cultural perspectives, we don't just want to keep preaching. It's a lot easier to talk about the problem than the solution. And that's why we now want to speak a bit about the possible courses of action that can be taken to help students in schools where the sports curriculum is neglected or confined. The first ideal course of action would be for separate private school entities to partner with schools to ensure and provide separate timings for students to train and play sports with high quality coaches. This can prove to be effective for schools with a confined sports budget or lack of awareness on how to harness sporting talent at a grassroots stage. For example, FC Madras is a youth football academy in Madras that partners with APL Global School. APL students are able to register for FCM training and this allows them to get valuable fitness and sports that they need from the All India Football Federation certified coaches. Similarly, Junior Super Kings, a youth tournament hosted by CSK, a three-time IPL winning team, tied up with Don Bosco, a school to scout children, enabling them to segue into competitive sports. Secondly, the government can provide incentives and forms of funding to schools who have nurtured and provided sporting talent in different sports. For instance, CS school leads to the emergence of a certain number of students who play sports at a national or state level. The government will provide the school with further funding for both academics and sports. Therefore, schools will have impetus to continuously provide the students with more opportunities to play sports so that they can receive this funding. Thirdly, schools should let students take charge through the medium of sports clubs. Students can build sports programs from scratch, centering them around groups and activities that interest them. Sports clubs allow students to take on accountability and responsibility, giving them a sense of fulfillment while developing competencies that can be applied within the school and beyond. Schools can also host more intra and inter-school tournaments to promote healthy sports competition between students and allow students to get exposure, have fun and be fit at the same time. For instance, in India, TAISI, the Association of International Schools India, hosts a yearly tournament for students of international schools to take part in and showcase their skills with Proves. Moreover, within the school, if students enroll themselves in inter-house matches and other tournaments, healthy competition can stem from this. Additionally, similar to how schools can offer career counselling where teachers speak to parents on prospective careers for their children, schools can appoint scouts and professionals at harnessing sporting talent. These professionals can talk to parents on what can be done to take their child's game to the next level, put them on, onto a new platform, send them for selections and etc. Therefore, the schools does not does not have to directly engage with students with regards to sports. However, still manages to help them get the resources they need in order to train and play well. Creation of a national sports structure is more vital than creating sports infrastructure. It is widely observed that schools, particularly private schools, considering promoting sports through creation of world-class infrastructure, while it is important to have good quality grounds, turfs, pitches, courts and arenas, it's equally critical to have a supporting curriculum to complement such facilities. 
Even though there is a growing awareness of including sports education as a compulsory subject in Indian schools, there lie some endemic obstacles which are preventing its growth. Contrary to the possibility of grading and rating sports infrastructure, there is no way sports curriculum can be graded in the absence of national sports education standards. A pupil spends nearly 30 to 35 hours per week inside school premises. It's essential to engage the appropriate teaching and assessment methods for development of sporting abilities along with academic capacity of children. A structured curriculum provides the sports educator with proper methods and standards for each class, age group and etc. What a child must learn in class 3, class 5 and so on. Accountability standards set where the evaluator can monitor the performance, conduct assessments and provide a consistent logic to the scheme of things. According to the New South Wales government in Australia, students in year 2 to 6 attend daily lessons of 45 minutes on swimming and water safety in Australia where they learn about survival skills in water and improve in water confidence. This is a possible paradigm that Indian schools could undertake in creating a gradation for sports in school curriculums. In conclusion, we believe in schools it's imperative for the school curriculum to adopt changes with regards to the allotment of sports. Not only would this prove to be a healthy distraction, but it strengthens the nexus between sports academics and health. Based on the cultural perspectives we've mentioned, number 1 being mentality, number 2 being socioeconomic status, and number 3 being inclusivity. There are multiple aspects with regards to these barriers that need to be tackled and need awareness to be raised. Unless school curriculum curators and policy makers initiate change, India will not be able to progress in sports and harness their grassroots talent unless they adopt these changes. Sports does not build character, it reveals it. Why make schools with oozing grassroots talent languish away due to prop- improper guidance, infrastructure and syllabus? The Indian outlook on sports and education requires amendment and we hope through the lenses of various cultural perspectives and courses of action mentioned you can see how 